hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL. Good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Kyle McLaren and producer T. Kyle, we'll start with you today. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Knees recovering from surgery. Uh, I'm off my crutches, finally. Still wearing a a big-ass brace, but getting better every day. Off the crutches, but still on the booze. Am I right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah well here does that look like boost you hey i don't know I've, that's the old trick the water bottle with the vodka i don't know i don't know mr t how you doing today i'm good man like you I, we were talking before we finally getting some rain down here after having a solid two weeks of summer so i'm kind of enjoying the uh the cooler weather today yeah that's uh that's our two weeks of summer and it's, it's over now it's done yeah it's a shame that's, that's the canada way but uh, for everybody joining us on Twitter Live, you can see the beautiful weather behind Kyle McLaren. Uh, what's the temperature like there today? Um, a mere 99. Oh, jeez. What would that be it in is, um, Celsius? It would be close to 40, I think. Holy. Holy. Yeah, what no. I, at, I, least, at least about at least 36. I, I'm, I'm not positive. I used to know. But man, now I, I, Canada, I, think I can't remember anymore. We got up to 34 a couple of days ago, and I literally wow. felt like I was going to die. So I can't imagine being being in 36 every day. I'm not going to lie. No, close to 40s, yeah. that's uh, that's way too high for me. I'll, yeah. I'll be staying in the basement at that point. <laughs> uh, I ain't going out. Hey, but we don't have basements down here. Oh, okay. You just have attics, Cause of, right? Cause of, hey, because of the earthquakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, guess again, I, would love to, I would love to sit in my parents' basement again. Yeah, Pretty nice and cold and dark. No, exactly, exactly. Well, actually, you uh, you mentioned to me the other day that you went white water rafting. How did that go? I stayed on the boat, got sunburnt in areas where you know I shouldn't have got sunburnt, which <laughs> is my legs. But uh, it just was. Uh, it was a nice day on the on the on the water. Basically, I shouldn't have done it, but I did it, and we had fun. Well, that's life, right? That's life. But uh, yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. That's a good summer activity. Uh, Before we move on here, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. Producer T, where can the fans find you? At producer underscore T-E-E. With his newly disabled uh, Twitter account or, or or. Yeah, I don't know the word there, but you, you got it back. You got your Twitter account going again. I don't know what was happening there, but I got locked out for a little bit. I don't know. There's some fishy activity going from uh, your Twitter account. <laughs> I'll work the fans find you. Uh, McLaren underscore K. And uh, also make sure you check out our merchandise store. We do have a contest going on. The next 20 purchases will be entered to win a signed Evander Kane puck. But for this episode, it's going to be a McLaren's mailbag heavy episode. You all know what the McLaren's mailbag is. It's your opportunity to ask former San Jose Shark, Kyle McLaren, any question you want. 
And I'm not going to lie. We had a lot. We had a lot come in this week. We actually had to cut some questions from the list because, you know what, we, we didn't want to go on for two hours. We got some hockey <laughs> to watch. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to throw some on there. We got some great questions, though. This is the main event. And a big check by Kyle McLaren. He needs some milk. Big left by McLaren. Never left. You know, I'll start off with uh, a question from, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. So it's at Jeff underscore, underscore Facoon. F-A-C-U-N. How, how would you boys uh, think that's pronounced? Facoon. Come on, right? Facoon. Jeff, if we're wrong, uh, give us a tweet and you can you can give us some shit for that. Um, so he has he had four questions actually. I cut it down yep. to two. Like Jeff, you're you're getting a little over yourself here trying to ask four questions. But anyways, uh, his first question for you, Kyle, is what are the priorities in free agency or via trade for the San Jose Sharks this offseason? Well, my first response would be, well, where's the cap space? To sign any yeah. uh, restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent. I mean, they got to they have to free up money. So to me, they're either going to have to make a trade or keep the same guys, but just maybe dip into the Barracuda a little bit more. To me, though, they have to uh, realize what they're going through, and they're going to have to lose somebody, in my opinion, that's a top six contract on that roster yeah i'd agree with that i think it has to be a trade because at the end of the day even if we signed a free agent there would be a trade to follow because like you said there's no cap space i mean we're really hamstrung by these big contracts that we have on the team and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast um and his second question or i think it was number four uh but anyways we cut it down to two uh do you think the san jose sharks make the playoffs next season No. He had to think Easy about that. that one, folks. I yeah. I just, I just don't – I mean, again, to wait, I mean, I'll, I'm going to answer somebody else's question, I think, down the list. But you know, the goaltending that I've seen this year, unless they can totally bounce back, is just not playoff-bound hockey yet. I, I think they're just in a total rebuild. I think you said, like, with it, when you answered that first one – I think when you said, like, we need to realize what situation we're in. And in order to do that, we have to realize we're not making the playoff next year. And that's why we have to be willing to get rid of the, one of the top six contracts, like you said. And, yeah, we have to yep. trade away to, to make room for the, for the, you know, the next five years. Because, yeah, I mean, we have to realize, like, looking at the rest of the league, we're just not there. We're not there next year. We're not there the year after, in my opinion. So we're make I don't think now. we're going to be a bottom three team again. But I agree. I think I feel like we're just going to miss the playoffs. You know, a couple guys have a bounce back season, but even if that happens, I don't know if we're good enough to make the postseason. Barring Doug Wilson makes any big trades this offseason and, and we have a different San Jose Sharks roster uh, going into next season. Uh, another question at BC Wood 13. Actually, this guy, this is Lyndon Wood from the hood. Lyndon Wood from the, the same, hood. He lives in the same city as I do. So how about that? Love the name. What's that? Say, I love the name. Lindenwood from the hood. He, uh, yeah, that guy, he's something else. He's something else. <laughs> he really there. is. <laughs> I was going to get into it there a little bit. But he wants to know, if social media was around when you were playing, name a teammate that would be on Twitter every single day. You know, that's a hard question because a lot of the, uh, even the older players when I came in the league, 
have charities or foundations or golf tournaments or, and this is my Boston days, but you know what? I'd love to see like uh, Byron Defoe back in the day. He was one of our goaltenders. Funny, you know, just interactive. Um, I think he still lives up in Canada. He's got a Twitter now, but it was just, he'd be probably on there. I can see him. He was our goaltender for a couple of years. We can just see him being on there all day. I mean, Ray Bork be another one just because he's a Hall of Famer and just to see what he had to say. But he actually wouldn't say much. But just seeing him on there, which he's on now, because he's got his foundation and his restaurant and stuff like that. But just a couple guys that I'd love to see on there. But most of them now are on there in some way, shape, or form. Uh, let me actually add to his question. What's a player that would probably get into some trouble on Twitter? How about that? Joe Pavelski? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally joking. Um, shoot, I go back to my. Oh, that's a. You know what? There's some players. Uh, Steve Hines. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He played for Boston. Played for Buffalo back probably in the late '90s. He was a jokester, but again, I, he would probably run his mouth. There's been a few times. There's been a few times where I've seen him get in trouble. Uh, for running his mouth. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think some of those old school guys are happy that Twitter and social media wasn't around uh, yes. when they're in their heyday. Because yeah, there'd be some guys yep. getting in trouble with the antics that went on back in the back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, great question, Lindenwood from the Hood. But we'll move on. Yeah, I really like that question. Good question. Yeah. So yep. this one is from uh, Aikman CMU. He wants to know who was Kyle's favorite player to watch that was not on his team. You know what? Um, back when I was younger, it was always Wayne Gretzky. Do you mean always? Even when yeah. I play, even when I played, even when I played in the league, I played against him. But he was just somebody I always looked up to. And then uh, when Ray Bork moved away, I mean, I, to Colorado, just a good friend watching him play. And then always Joe Thornton. Do you mean those are the guys I love playing? Even when he was in Boston, just loved the way he played the game. So, did you ever match up against Gretzky, or was the coach, like, screaming at you to get off the ice when Gretzky hit the <laughs> No, you know uh, I mean, surprisingly, I was a top two, forward, uh, top two defenseman in Boston, and I remember one time he was coming in to take a slap shot, and you know, when you raise your stick up above your head, and when you come down, if somebody's impeding on that, I mean, that's what I basically did to Gretzky. And I'm like, I felt so bad. There's a few other... <laughs> There's a few other stories with Mew and stuff like that, but you know, it was just it wasn't intimidating to play against them. But it was, you're you're in awe because these guys are freaking. I mean, you just look at their names, and they reap freaking success. Did They're you heroes, uh, right? did you get a signed stick afterwards or what? I know some guys I, do that. I have a I have a signed Lemieux uh, picture. Nice. And it was his last game before he retired the first time. Nice. Oh, yeah, and that's pretty unreal. Back, but, it's, but it's me and him, and, and it's both signed, but that's probably my, my uh, most prized possession. So, okay, riddle me this. You, you start a franchise. Who do you pick in their prime, Gretzky or Lemieux? Because there, there's some people that argue that Lemieux could be considered the best player ever. Is there, is there a wrong choice? No, there isn't. <laughs> there really right? isn't. Well, I mean, personally, I, 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 grew up a, I grew up an Edmonton Oilers fan. Because that's what we got in uh, in Alberta, and it was either the, the Flames or the Oilers. And I grew up an uh, Oilers fan, 
So if I'm starting my franchise, I'm going with 99. There you have it. That's uh, yeah, that's a pretty easy choice, honestly. Uh, great question though. Let's move on to at Nick floor underscore regular contributor to the stick hungry podcast. Yeah. He wants to know from a player's perspective, what is the biggest factor that leads a team to winning? I.e., goaltending, back checking, offense, etc. What do you think is the leading factor? Well, what, what is it? Is it regular season or playoffs? What you, like, is there a difference? Uh, or is it now? Uh, Nick Floor, if you're watching the uh, Twitter <laughs> live video, chime in here. But I'm not too sure. Um, All right. I'll, I'll, well, well, say, I'll put it this way. Okay. I'll put it this way. Is, is you look at St. Louis last year, goaltending. Bennington was amazing and their defense. So to win championships, it's defense and goaltending to win regular season games. It's usually good goaltending and the offense, but you have to be able to stop the puck to go in your net. And to me, when you're going to win a Stanley cup, it's goaltending and defense. Yeah. And I guess that could be where the difference comes in. Like for regular season, you could say offense is what drives success, right? Because yep. I mean, the game's not as tight at that point. And if you have some scores, you can win games, you know, six, five, six, four, yep. you see less and less of that as the playoffs come up. Another great, great. Well, look at, hold on. Hey, Dylan, hold on. Look at, look at the Tampa Bay Columbus series. Yeah. Tampa <laughs> Bay, Tampa Bay ran away with the league that year, Yeah. but they couldn't score in the playoffs and couldn't defend. And it wasn't that a sweep. Yeah, it was a sweep. Yep. And, yeah, that's, that's a great yeah. point. I mean, yeah, you could argue that team is not built for, you know, the playoff style of hockey that, that they had to play against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are picking Tampa Bay to win the Cup again this year, but not much has changed as far as, like, how they're built. They still got great forwards, but can they play that grinding game that, that the playoffs presents? I'm, I'm not too sure, to be quite honest. I think it's, it's the reason that Toronto have fumbled to Boston for the past three or four years. Yeah. Like, it, it, every time is the same. They just can't get the goaltending of the defense when they need it, like, in the, in the playoffs. So. And now they got to deal with the Blue Jackets, which the, which the Tampa Bay Lightning couldn't get past. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what, do you th- what do you guys think is going to happen in that series? Who do you think takes it, Toronto or Columbus? I really, I, I, I think Columbus. Sorry, sorry no, you think Columbus? Yeah. No, it's all right. I mean, I'd love to see the Leafs go on, but the way that Columbus is built, and again, it's, it's just the way they're built. I think I like Columbus just a smidge over Toronto. Yeah, I, th- I think either way, that series is going to five. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's so tough. I want to say – Columbus, but in all honesty, you just look at the offense that Toronto has and the goaltending, to be quite honest. They have a pretty pretty good goaltending tandem there. I think they might be able to squeeze out of this one, but like I said, I think it's going to five games. Um, moving on to the next question. This is from at Ryan McKinney198. He wants to know, during your player days, who is the toughest player to defend against? Um, I'm guessing there were a lot, but which one sticks out the most? I don't know if that's a shot at your defending skills or not. But, uh, <laughs> who is the toughest to defend against, Kyle? Well, I'll tell you this. In practice, Sergey Samsonov. Okay. He would, beat you. he would beat you three ways to Sunday and beat cool. you on the first move and then come back at you and beat you there and then even come back at you again because you couldn't touch the puck. His hand-eye coordination was amazing. The other one, I'll say, uh, according to the league, Pavel Bure. His speed and quickness, you could, you just, it's almost like McDavid's speed. 
I mean, like I, I look at, I watch him going, I don't know if I can stop him. <laughs> I'd have to like, I'd really have to pick my game up in order to play him or play him different than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume you're not going to try and throw a big hip check when Pavel Burry is coming yeah. down the boards. No, there's no way. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's too uh, quick of a decision and he never puts his head down. Like he never yeah. put his head down to look at the puck. And that's usually when you start to turn just, just to pick that puck up for a second. And good players like Gregsky and uh, Burray and McDavid. I mean, he scored that goal the other day. I don't think no. he looked at the puck once from the no. blue line in. And oh, usually it was dirty. you look at it at least once. Oh, it was and, such a uh, good goal. Sergei Samsonov, didn't he win the Calder Trophy uh, as Rookie of the Year when he was with Boston too? 97, the year that Joe Thornton was uh, drafted number one overall, is uh, Samsonov went eighth. I'm just uh, bringing him up here. I mean, I know he won the Calder uh, Trophy as Rookie of the Year, but I don't think he went on to have a lot of points in the NHL, did he? Well, he went to Edmonton, and didn't he go to the finals with Edmonton? I'm not too sure the year he was in Edmonton because we played against him when I was with the Sharks. Yeah, 05, 06, he was with Edmonton. I mean, at the start of his career, he did pretty well at the Bruins, had two 29-goal seasons, one 75-point seasons. season. But after that, after 02, it kind of dropped off. He ended up with 571 points in 888 games. So not, not a bad NHL career, actually. No, not a bad. I mean, but he was sick. I and mean, practice-wise, it's another guy you couldn't catch or even hit because he was so uh, – he just moved in and out. Unreal question. Uh, thank you for that, Ryan McKinney, 198. All right, the next question. This might be the last one, or I might go through uh, Twitter and dig out a couple more because we got plenty there in the mailbag. So this one is from at here for underscore hockey. Uh, so their question is, you had big fights with Scott Thornton, Mike Greer, and Owen Nolan. Did you guys ever chat, reminisce, or discuss these fights after you joined the San Jose Sharks? All of the above. Do you know I mean it's it's? I mean you, you gotta. I wouldn't say you work through it. Listen, once the game is over, if if I get in a fight, I don't have a grudge against him the next time I play him, unless it's kind of dirty. You always you always you always say is you want uh, take names. So you know I mean it's always take names. But once the game is over, I'm real. I'm willing to go for a beer with the guy. He fought as hard as he can. And again. It's, you never know what's going to happen in a hockey game or who you're going to fight or who's going to score until it happens. And to me, once that game is over, it's over. But, yeah, no, we, we've, we've reminisced. I mean, I know Scotty Thornton very well. You know what? I beat the shit out of him when he was with uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Mike, Mike Greer. I beat the shit out of him when he was with Edmonton Oilers. And they were – by the way, that game, they were kicking our ass. He was like 6-2. And they were kicking my ass, so I decided to fight somebody. Um, and then Olin Olin, it was in Boston. And uh, I would say he hit me in the nose. Like, he broke my nose, and it's still broken. I haven't fixed it yet. Uh, but he was one that he got me good. I, 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 won't say if, I won't say if it's dirty or cheap, but he hit me after the, after the refs had already tied up my hands. Kyle, I'll be honest with you. I actually watched that fight today on YouTube because I saw that question. And I was like, I didn't know you fought uh, Owen Nolan. So I went and had a look. And, man, your, your nose was flowing before you even had a chance to do anything. Oh, yeah, they came, in, they, they came in and grabbed us. 
Yeah. And then I let him go. And then he hit him or he hit me. And then they let us go again. And went, if you get hit, if you get popped in the nose or anywhere, your eyes just start watering. Yeah. So you really can't see anything. So you're just holding on for your dear life. That's what I went. I'm going down. I can't. I can't even <laughs> see. So you mentioned like you would go for beers after with the guys after the games if you could. Like you know, there's no hate there. Were there any fights or any players where like, yeah, this guy is just fucking dirty. Like I want nothing to do with this guy. Okay, there's a few players. I won't mention any names. Uh, not guys I fought with because I respected those guys. Throw a one name. We need, we need one name here, Kyle. Okay, Sean Avery. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, like, just, you know what? Respect the game. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's things that you – that's my thing. Is I'm, a, I'm a traditionalist. I love a tie game instead of the shootout. I think it's a skills competition. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know what? Play until there's a – Play until there's a winner. Yeah. I mean, I played – we were in that Edmonton uh, series back in the early 2000s. We were up still playing at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I mean, we get back to the hotel at 2.30. We got to play the next night. I mean, those are the things. <laughs> I hope they – that's the one rule I hope they keep instead of doing, like, a shootout. Like, I just can't see that. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of disagree there because at the end of the game, like, do you really want to see a tie? Like, I know the shootout's kind of a cop-out, but at least you see a winner at the end of the day, right? It's like, I don't know. The whole tie thing I, it never sat well with me. Like I said, I've, I've been watching hockey a long time. You know what? One point's one point. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I, way, I hate to see a three-point I, – I hate to see three points for a win. But, again, it's – I grew up in the 80s and, you know, the 70s and 80s and 90s where that's the way it was. But the game is a lot faster now. And who can't argue with having somebody that wins, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Producer T, what do you think? Do you think uh, they should bring ties back or leave it to the shootout? I mean, I, I know a, a, an unpopular opinion here. I'm a big soccer fan, right? You know, and oh, they, here comes the tie. I know. No, yeah. but they, we've always, like, it's always been, you know, three points for a win, one point for a draw. And then no point for, you know, for a loss. Like, I, I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a problem with the tie. You know, you know, I think shootouts come down to, like, such little things that it takes away from the whole, you know, these guys just fucking grinded it out on the ice. I, I feel like they should at least, if it's a tie, it's a tie. You know, it's two good teams that have come head to head. I mean, when it gets into the playoffs, that's a little different. But during the, the, the league play, I, I, I personally, I don't have a problem with the tie. But I know that's mainly because I, like, I've always been okay with it with soccer and stuff. So I think it's what, a bit different. How do you guys feel about three points for a regulation win? I know lots of people throw that around. I want to hear your guys' like that. thoughts. That makes sense to me. Three for a win, one for a draw, and then nothing for a loss. Boom. I like, the, I like the two. I like the two, one, zero. Two points for a win. One for a tie and zero for a loss. Three points again is you're changing. I mean, now we're going to see like 200 point teams where we're based off an older traditional system that we can compare ourselves to other teams. Once if they change that, then it's a whole new. Well, I mean, it's a whole new generation. But I just I like the history of. I mean, if you get 102 points, you're compared yeah. to the teams that have 120 or or 105 over the same point system. And even it's screwed right now because when I played, or I mean, it started to change, there was no points for a loss, an overtime loss. Yeah. You, you mean they get one point. So it's just, but I mean, 
progression, you got to keep moving. And if that's what they want, you know, they're going to do it. I uh, I think the one reason why the NHL doesn't want three points for a regulation win is right now the league has never been tighter. I mean, if you look at the points, there's so much parity in the league. Um, and you like you said, Kyle, you don't want teams with like 160 points and some with 70. It's just going to look bad. And for those markets that only have 70 points, I mean, you're going to lose viewers on TV. People aren't going to show up to watch those games. But if teams are closer in the standings, I think you can bring fans in and get people interested, even if you do have a weaker team, because you still have a shot as far as the standings go. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away from the three points uh, for a regulation win. But uh, thanks everybody that contributed to McLaren's mailbag. This one, uh, this was a banger. I mean, like I said, we probably have like five or six that we couldn't get to. Um, we'll see what we can do next time. But still, thank you to everybody that contributed and thank you to everybody that has used the promo code THPN for 20% off your purchase at manscape.com. The lawnmower 3.0. It's a hell of a thing. It's changed Kyle's life. He's a new man because of that product. I highly suggest trying it out. Once again, promo code THPN for 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. All right, guys, let's, uh, Let's, let's have a casual little talk here about the qualifying round. I want to see what you guys think about what's been going on. Let's start off with, you know, one thing that p- people were bringing up was no fans there. You know, the hype isn't going to be around the games and there won't be the intensity in the games. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on the intensity of the actual on-ice on product here. It's a podcast. We'll all talk at once. Right? Thomas, go for it. All right. Uh, so... I mean, we all we all had our, our like kind of doubts about it, I guess. But so far, so good. I mean, when you know what happened with the Rangers and Carolina, you know Justin Williams coming right out the bat, having that fight. I mean, I think that kind of set the tone a bit. Like the passion's still there, the aggression's still there. Um, I, I don't so far. I don't think that any of the players have really looked like they're just you know just playing a beer league. It looks like the NHL. It, it, it's fast hockey. It, you know. I don't see any difference in that sense. I mean, it's kind of weird watching without all the fans there, uh, but that's just what we're going to have to get used to, right? But no, so far, so good. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it is weird looking at it, but it's the same product on the ice. I mean, the fans make a big difference, I guess, cheering-wise, but you, you still hear noise in the crowd. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to find a balance, and it's for both teams because you never want, you know, it, it, but it's hard. The product on the ice looks the same. It doesn't look like an exhibition game. And you know what? They want to win. That's the bottom line. Is they're going for the cup. And that's to me, is the respect I have for the players because they've stuck to that bubble. Um, and they, they want to finish. I mean, they want to finish the season, which I have a lot of respect for. Well, I mean, look at that Carolina and New York Rangers game. Justin Williams got in a fight in the first period. I mean, there's actually been multiple fights in this qualifying round. And I'll be honest, I did notice a big difference between the exhibition games and these first games of the actual qualifying round. Like it, it honestly feels like playoff hockey. I don't think we're missing out here to be quite honest with you. And Thomas, you brought up like not noticing the fans cheering and everything. I did kind of notice that when I first watched and maybe it wasn't a team or, or teams I was super interested in. Maybe it's a Panthers and Islanders game where I'm kind of just watching for the sake of watching. 
But when you're really dialed in and focused on the game, like I, I honestly don't notice it. I, I don't notice a difference. And I, I don't know. I'll get your guys' opinion on this. But what do you think about the crowd noise that they've put in? Because I honestly don't mind it. I, I think it's been fine so far. It's not, it's not horrendous. And it's not loud. And they do it at the right times. And when, they, when somebody scores a goal, I mean, it's on the video screen who scores a goal. And I, and I like that, you know, and again, it's, I don't notice, especially when I played, you really don't notice the fans. Yeah. Like, you know, they're there, you know, the beginning of the game, you know, when you're on the power play, but you have to be able to kind of tune everything out. And to me, that's what they're doing is they're just, they're playing the game they love as hard as they can go, but it has the intensities ramped up so far, but just wait till they actually have the 16 teams in there. And I, I bet you that intensity even ramps up even more because, you know, these guys have been off for how long? So, I mean, it, it, it's nice to see a lot of the guys that were hurt, healthy. And so you're going to get great hockey, in my opinion. doesn't matter if the fans are there or not. And, yes, it does make an opinion but, or a, a difference. I just don't notice as much. And uh, just tuning into the Twitter live feed here, um, at SJ Sharks fan 03, I believe that's Steve. He was saying, I thought you guys said you're going at 530. You know what, Steve? We started a bit early. We always anticipate problems coming up, and everything just was just rolling today. So we went with it. It's 530 now, so I'm glad you joined in. Uh, <laughs> Producer T, I don't know. What, what, what's your opinion on uh, you know, the, like, the lack of fans and the, and the crowd noise and all that stuff? Uh, so far, I, I think it's been fine. I think there's been a couple times, like I, the Nashville game today, they, I think they tried to simulate some kind of chant from Zoom or something, and it sounded awful. Like, it really it sounded god-awful. It sounded oh, like really? Five, I didn't actually hear that. sounded like five soccer moms on the side kind of cheering <laughs> on the fucking creds. I, I really was like... Well, it sounds like an hell? Arizona Coyotes game. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably thought they were playing a home game at that point. But no, <laughs> seriously, like... It, like, but uh, uh, overall, I mean, what can you do, right? It's an empty arena. Like, it, yeah, it, there's only so much you can do. I mean, they're doing the best they can. It is what it is at this point. Well, I hey, also, does it look better? Than, does it look better than basketball games? You guys watch like the Raptors or anything? Yeah, I've I'm seen it a bit. I I think both have done a pretty good job. I mean, I've only seen clips of of the of the NBA uh, going on, so I don't know, Thomas. What do you think? I think they have a bit more of where they have like other kind of like guys who aren't playing kind of sitting there watching the games. Yeah. So you get kind of a bit more of that. And cause you, I mean, you don't have the boards there, right? So you're able to see the minimal amount of fans that are there. You're able to see them. Whereas with, with hockey, I mean, you, you can't really see that much behind where that glass is, even if there are people there, you know, social distance, whatever. So, but no, overall, I think that, like, again, like there's only so much all these sports can do. I mean, without actual people there, I think everyone's just trying to do the best they can. And I think they're doing a good job of it so far. And I like how they've tried to keep it like as normal as possible. You know, they still yeah. have the in arena announcer announcing goals and penalties and stuff like that. Kyle, totally. like you said before, they're still showing goals and, and highlights and whatnot on the Jumbotron. Um, so I'm honestly pretty impressed with the whole setup. I, I actually think it looks pretty good, you know, with all those screens they got on the one side of the rink. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm super impressed, honestly, so far. I like it. Yeah. So uh, have you guys been watching many games? Any games uh, or, or series stick out to you so far as being pretty intense? Uh, the one thing that has stuck with me is what you said the other day, Dylan, how um, the, fir- you know, the winner of the first game 
uh, I think you said 85% of the time in a five-game series, they will go on to win the series. Yeah, and, and, the last time the NHL had a five-game series, yeah. which was in the 1980s, but still, it's still it's worth the, noting. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty telling statistic, and I wouldn't be surprised either. So I was kinda, I, I've been interested to see who takes this first one. Like, uh, I think, I think I, for me, if I was a betting guy, I'd be almost betting on every single team that wins the first game here because yeah. they get the momentum going in there. I, I really would. Yeah. But, yeah, the first full game I watched was the Preds and the Coyotes game, and it, it was good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing is that this first game is really going to be a, a big stamp on the rest of the series because it is a shorter series. Yeah, I mean, the Coyotes definitely had some bounces in that game, but uh, yeah. I think they surprised a lot of people. Like, I don't know, Nashville wasn't looking like the Nashville Predators today. Um, no. So hopefully they can bounce back from that. Uh, I know we were talking before we started recording the episode, but what did you guys think of the uh, Matthew Kachuk and Mark Shifley hit? Uh, do you think that was a dirty one, or do you think it was just an unfortunate situation? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with this one. It's, it, it, it looks unfortunate. I mean, he's, he's trying to stop, lift his skate. It doesn't look like he lifted it to hit him with it. But it just that, – that's an awkward position to go on the boards. Yeah. And I think he's – like because he, when he hits him, it looks back like, oh, my God, like what happened? But I didn't see any blood on the ice. If you, if you cut your calf or you cut your Achilles, it's going to bleed. It's going to bleed through those socks and whatever you have on there. I hope he's okay, and I, and I hope it's not long recovery. But I just I don't think it was intentional. I mean, I, and I know their coach Maurice had other uh, words to say. I just don't see it being uh, being intentional. Yeah, Paul Maurice came out swinging uh, with his comments against Matthew Kachuk, and I mean, I, I guess it's pretty easy to hate Matthew Kachuk, but I'll, I'll agree. Like, I it was an unfortunate hit. I mean, I don't think you can expect Matthew Kachuk to try and not finish his hit at that point. And I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And then Mark Shifley got himself in a bad position. As a Winnipeg Jets fan, you just hope that he didn't tear his ACL or, or something like that didn't happen. Because, I mean, like you guys yeah. said, that was a super awkward position that he went into the boards with. Uh, Producer T, what do you think? I just think that if it's a, another name on the back of the jersey that hits Shifley then it's just an unfortunate incident. I think it's the fact yeah. it's Kachuk. I think if any other player goes into that hit and that happens, then it's just an unfortunate hit. It's just, you know, hopefully Mike Shifley comes back quick. But as soon as it's Kachuk and the fact that Maurice came out, like you said, absolutely swinging instantly, like, you know, calling it that he it was um, on purpose, blah, 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 blah. I don't see how you can say it was on purpose. It's so fast and, and the boards are coming up on them so quick. There's no way – I don't think there's any way he calculated the decision to cut Mike Trifle. Like, I, you know, he's, he's, he's a tough player, and, he's a, and he, he does ride that line, but I don't, think he, I don't think he would be that player. And I don't think there is many guys out there that would be doing shit like that, to be honest. So I really I, – I, if it was on purpose, then I, I, it's really sad to see, but I don't think it was. And I think that's kind of how you have to take it. You don't want players out there hurting each other like that, you know? Yeah, and Not hopefully, like that. Yeah, ho hopefully for the Jets, he comes back. Uh, you know, watching the game last night, I mean, I know the air got taken out of their tires because of losing Mark Shifley, but, I mean, they did not look too good. And you can't no. rely on Connor Hellebuck to win every single game for you. So, I'll be honest, if Mark Shifley doesn't come back, I, I don't see any chance that the Winnipeg Jets have of winning this series. I think Calgary's probably going to take that one. 
Um, how about the Blackhawks and the Edmonton Oilers? That one was kind of surprising. The Blackhawks came out firing with a bunch of goals. Do you think this is going to be an issue for the Edmonton Oilers, or do you think they can bounce back from this and uh, make this a real series? I mean, uh, one of my good buddies is an Edmonton Oilers fan now. And you know what? Like I told you the other day on Twitter, I worry about their defense and goaltending. Do you mean that, that's it? I mean, they, I don't think they're, they're getting stronger defensively, but I just don't think they have enough. Offense is amazing. I mean, you, anytime you have McDavid on your team, I mean, I mean Dreisaitl and, you know, and Noobs, it, it's, it's different. But I just don't see them having a solid, let's say, decor and goaltender to beat the types of, uh, let's say, St. Louis Blues. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Especially, you know, like Mike Smith. I don't know how much faith I have in Mike Smith, to be quite honest with you. And then, you, you know, like you look at the other guy, Koskinen, how much faith can you put in that guy as well? Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough look. It's almost Tampa-esque, right? You know, they had like such a strong yeah. offensive. They've got, you know, like they had Kucherov. They've got, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid doing their thing. But like we talked about, Kyle, right? That defense on that, that goaltending as soon as that playoff. Yep. And this is basically playoffs now. Well, this is yep. playoffs now, you know? Like, it's what's going to make or break these teams. And uh, I thought, I, I, I've messed it already, that I thought that Edmonton would be in the finals, to be honest. But off yep. of what I saw, maybe not. Uh, you know, I, they looked a little rusty in the back for sure. To me, to me, five, five, hey, hold on, Dylan. Five games is a sprint. Seven games is the marathon series. You know what? It's the first of three. And, again, it's, it's, it's three is easier to win than four. And, you know, Chicago is healthy. They look healthy. Crawford looked good, you know, and Edmonton just, they're missing something. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Like before this whole qualifying series started, we said anything could happen and uh, something crazy did happen. The Montreal Canadiens actually beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. I thought this was going to be a lock for a sweep, but the Canadians came out and they played pretty well. Carey Price was standing on his head. And we've said it before, if the Montreal Canadiens are going to win, it's going to be because of Carey Price. Now, judging by, you know, the last performance that Carey Price had, do you think the Canadians actually have a chance here against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin to win this series against the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yes, I think they do. I think, I mean, again, it's, it's, they have to win three games. Carey Price can carry him for three games. You know, he's a better goalie than Matt Murray, in my opinion. You know, so again, it's, it's a sprint. The thing to score – a goal here, a goal there, and he shuts the door, I think absolutely they can get past, or I should say into the playoffs, after the qualifying rounds. And then Pittsburgh gets the number one pick. Watch, imagine I that. Was, I was just about to say Oof. that. Wow. And they get Alexi Lafreniere to play with Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck, wouldn't that be <laughs> um, There's, I mean, we're recording on Sunday night. It's almost 6 o'clock now. There's one more game that... I'm going to watch tonight the Vancouver Canucks against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this series? Who do you think takes this one? I mean, I know we've had some heated debates with uh, Isha Jerome from the Soda Pod, the Minnesota Wild podcast, on the Hockey Podcast Network. So, uh, you know, let's, let's get this guy riled up a bit. What do, you, what do you think, Kyle? Who's going to take this series? I got Vancouver. I think they got young. I think, I think they got young guns. I think they got uh, better goaltending right now from what I saw on the – the exhibition games with Minnesota, I mean, uh, Stalock didn't look good. Markstrom, I mean, if, if he can stand on his head 
and their young guns can score some goals and keep the puck out of the net, I see Vancouver in, uh, in four or five. Kyle, you see that umbrella behind you, that bright red umbrella? That's the color of Isha Jerome's face right now. He's, he's pissed <laughs> at you, bud. Uh, Producer T, what do you think is going to happen in this series? Uh, I'm, I'm for sure taking the Canucks. I've been pretty vocal about that. I, I think they're going to do really well. I think they've put, they've put themselves in a great position now with this young, the young roster that they're coming through with. Quinn Hughes in the back end, Pedersen and Besser up front. They've got Markstrom, who's actually, you know, who's for the past probably couple years now, but especially last year, is really coming into his own. I, I think they're going to go further than a lot of people expected. And because uh, we've, been, like you said, Kyle, we've been talking about this being a sprint. These are young guys ready to go out there, ready to hit the ice, and ready to get that sprint done. They, they, I think they yeah. want it. I think they'll be hungry for it. And uh, yeah. I'm going to take the Canucks. I think this series could go either way. I am going to give the edge to the Vancouver Canucks uh, because of goaltending. You know, let's put it this way. If Staylock comes out and stands on his head, well, then the Vancouver Canucks might have a tough time here. And the Minnesota Wild are good (laughs) enough to put the puck in the back of the net and beat the Canucks. But at the end of the day, I I just think they have that edge in goaltending. They have that edge in the top end scoring. So I'm going to give it to the Canucks. I think this one's going to go five games, though. It's going to be a tight one. All right. Uh, you guys have any, any more thoughts on the qualifying rounds? Anything in the world of hockey you want to talk about before we wrap up this episode? No, not at all. Who's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite shark of all time? I got asked ask that today. Or favorite player of all time? Favorite player of all time? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. It's like, uh, I don't know. When, when I was growing up, Growing up, my favorite player, I, I honestly don't know why, it was Paul Correa. He was my favorite player when I was growing up. Um, I'd say my favorite defenseman has always been Shea Weber. I mean, I know he's a more recent player, but I think that that guy's like the complete package. He's exactly what you wanted in a defenseman. Um, you know, it'd be too easy to sit here and say Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'll put Sidney Crosby up there too because I just think he's not a super flashy guy, but he just gets everything done. Um, you know, I, I know our fans are going to be pissed. I didn't mention any San Jose Sharks in there. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with those three players. I don't know, uh, Producer T, who would you throw up in that list? Uh, for me, you know, as a, especially as a newer fan, moving over to Canada at the age that I did, uh, we were, you know, Canada, we, uh, we won the gold. And Crosby has always been like he was like the talisman of that. So for me, it, it's always been Sidney Crosby, my favorite player. Uh, but like, like, I didn't grow up the same way, kind of like watching some of the earlier legends necessarily, right? But yeah, no, Crosby for me takes it. And then Sharks wise, it's hard for me to go away from Thornton. I know that he, you know, he's got a lot of Boston, and you know, but Thornton, I think is he, I, I think he'll be one of the greatest Sharks ever you know in franchise history so for me it's got to be thornton sharks fuck guys. i i really thought you're gonna say danny heatley the fucking all-star <laughs> i really thought you're gonna go there I, I i don't know if we even have kyle anymore i mean on, on the oh t- really on the i just t- thought he was really like focused <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're watching on twitter live you'll notice that kyle is uh Staring off into the distance. At least he got oh and oh, he's a building. <laughs> After he heard the words Danny Heatley, he packed up his bag and he left. Um uh, and I know a lot of fans would probably be pissed if I actually said Danny Heatley was my favorite San Jose Shark of all time. 
Um, but that was a fun episode. McLaren's yeah. mailbag was a, it was a hit this week. I mean, that's by far the biggest McLaren's mailbag that we've ever had. On hey, it's not team. often you get to ask a, a former pro all these questions, man. No, I it's true. Fans are loving it. No, exactly. Um, uh, SJS Sharks fan 03. <laughs> he's, uh, he's saying number three. He's saying uh, Douglas Murray. Uh, favorite favorite <laughs> fan of this jerk. Um, great answer. Great answer. Um, that, and if you folks haven't checked out this guy's San Jose Sharks man cave, Wow. You got to check it out on Twitter. Um, I think he replied to one of our threads. I don't know. He's probably got pictures on his profile somewhere. He, he, he was on our uh, he was on our episode last week, right? Yeah, watch, exactly. Watch see. the stream, and you can see the lights in the back. Fuck. Oh yeah, what, exactly. a, what a man cave. Yeah, watch last week's Twitter live stream um, and give him a follow at SJ Sharks Fan three. Hell of a guy. We're gonna have him back on the episode at uh, or back on the show at some point. We'll do another fan special, you know, during the summer, I think, before the next season starts. Uh, that was a good time. All right. You got anything more to say? I think that's it. We lost Kyle, so I think we should probably uh, call it a day on this one. Good episode, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Just another reminder, check out our merchandise store. We got some great designs up there. We got a new uh, new mask for COVID-19, so you can fight that in style and support the Stick Hungry podcast. And also, actually, if you're looking for a new jersey, a new San Jose Sharks jersey, maybe a Joe Thornton, um, you know, maybe an Eric Carlson. I mean, I don't know how many Eric Carlson jerseys are going to get sold. I know I have one, so I'm just throwing it out there. Um, make sure you go to coolhockey.com and use the promo code THPN, and you will get 20% off your next purchase. Hell of a deal. Get a new Sharks jersey at a discount. All right, folks, you can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow Kyle McLaren, who has left the building, at McLaren underscore K. And he's actually sending me messages right now. <laughs> actually, actually before, we, before I give your uh, Twitter shout out, he sent our group chat a message saying, look what I got. And it's a picture of his iPhone screen saying temperature iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it. So he, no was, he was not lying about it being 108 degrees or whatever it is there in California. That's crazy. That, that, that you is know, it's crazy with the old iPhones. Like, nah, it's too hot. I'm yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not an iPhone guy. I think you have an iPhone, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You chumps. Um, Producer T, where can the fans find you on Twitter? At producer underscore T-E-E. Make sure you give me a follow. Finally trying to get some more followers. Woo! So uh, <laughs> we, we, before we end off the show, we got a couple messages from people. Um, at CamaroGuy1172, he says, New here, what's your podcast about? We're the goddamn <laughs> San Jose Sharks podcast on the oh, Hockey shit. Podcast Network. We have a former San Jose Sharks player on the podcast who isn't right here right now because his goddamn iPhone blew up. So there you go. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Twitter Live. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one, folks. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. 
What did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game. This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh. I actually they actually make me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network.